Hey everyone, it's your host of See Jurassic Right, Stephen Ray Morris here, just dropping in to say, I hope you've been enjoying all the new episodes in 2023 and 2024 so far. There are new interviews with filmmakers, musicians, scientists, the screenwriter of Land Before Time, audio essays about the rich history of the Jurassic Park and Jurassic World franchise, and all the news about the upcoming animated show Jurassic World Chaos Theory and the as-of-yet untitled Jurassic World sequel coming next summer. I really need your help supporting the show right now, and you can do that by leaving a tip and or giving a monthly follow on Patreon, patreon.com slash There are $1 and $5 tiers, but more is coming. Sharing the show, giving five-star reviews in Apple Podcasts, and liking and commenting on social, at Stephen Ray Morris on Instagram and Twitter, goes a long way to help boosting the show's visibility again online in this new era. I'm an independent podcaster and your support is so important and means the world to me in keeping this podcast running. Link to the Patreon is in the show notes. Hold on to your butts. Thank you. And now on to the show. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey everyone, Stephen Ray Morris here, and welcome to the spoiler review of Jurassic World. Camp I said that very funny. Jurassic World. Jurassic World. Camp Cretaceous. <laughs> I don't know why my voice is doing this gravelly thing this morning. Jurassic World. Camp Cretaceous. If you didn't listen to the non-spoiler review, Brennan White, a.k.a. Bonnie Puns, a.k.a. Beaksles, and I stayed up all night and binged Jurassic World Camp Cretaceous, the first ever Jurassic-related animated TV show for Netflix. It was eight episodes of, let's just get this out of the way, it's definitely season one. So, if you, again, you're in the spoiler review, so turn back now if you haven't watched it. And, yeah, it's, you know, again, like like I said in the spoiler, non-spoiler review, Jurassic World Camp Cretaceous follows a group of six teenagers chosen for a once-in-a-lifetime experience at a new adventure camp on the opposite side of Isla Nublar. But when dinosaurs wreak havoc across the island, the campers are stranded, unable to reach the outside world. They'll need to go from strangers to friends to family if they're going to survive. All right. So we have, again, Paul McHale Williams as Darius. Uh, he's the dino nerd and the heart and soul of this series. Jenny Ortega as Brooklyn. She's the YouTube star. Uh, Ryan Potter as Kenji, who's the the spoiled rich kid. They use toxic masculinity like in the first like 10 minutes when you used to describe him, which I thought was fabulous. Uh, 
Kouser, Kouser Mohammed as Yaz, who's the the athletic, quiet, tall girl who is uh, distrusting of most people. And Rani Rodriguez as Sammy, who is the, again, I think she's like a riff on Mr. DNA. I mean, not riff on Mr. DNA, but maybe that Southerner. I mean, her Southern accent was wild. And if anybody from Texas wants to chime in, uh, but maybe that's part of her duplicitous nature. I don't know. We'll, we'll get into it in a second. And then Sean, uh, GM Brion as Ben, who's the like, Oh my God, my glasses. Or, but he's like, Oh my God, my hand sanitizer. And then Jamila Jamila is Roxy, the camp counselor. And Glenn Powell is Dave, the other camp counselor. I kept thinking it was like somebody doing a Jake Johnson impression, but like of like, not Jake Johnson impression, but like for some reason I kept thinking it was like him doing like a goofy thing. I don't know. And then again, semi-spoilers, Greg Chun as Dr. Henry Wu. That's right. Dr. Henry Wu shows up. All right. So let's get into spoilers. Let's see. Where do we start? Oh, God. I mean, I think I mentioned this. I, I, sorry, I keep saying I think I mentioned this, but <laughs> I the thing about the the conception of Jurassic World Camp Cretaceous setting before, during, and after, I truly did not... Uh, I. I think I didn't quite appreciate what that would mean. And I think at some point, cause we pretty much just binged it straight through. I mean, maybe stopped for like a bathroom break here or there, but I mean, we just, it was just one wild ride. And, and at some point during the season, when, you know, the actual events of Jurassic world start to happen, you just, it just doesn't let up. And I think that's the kind of thing where it's like the first couple episodes really lull you into a, I mean, obviously there's, you know, there's the, you know, encounter with blue and you know how I didn't, and I didn't realize that like Toro, the Carnotaurus, his scar that he gets on his nose is actually from Darius. So there is this kind of like motivation from Toro to kind of keep going after the kids throughout the story. But yeah, the beginning, you know, the beginning is sort of setting up the the stakes, setting up the characters, adding some mystery, introducing Bumpy, which Bumpy was, I mean, Bumpy was a puppy. I mean, truly. And I think that they handled having Bumpy around really well and made sense. And the idea that like some of the kids were like, no, Bumpy's going to slow us down. And I don't know, playing into some some themes like that was really interesting. But I mean... You know, and, and I don't know. I mean, I tried to avoid any spoilers or anything beforehand, but I think if you're, I mean, let me know what you think of this, but I feel like they handled the level of espionage and intrigue well. And I think that they introduced some elements like that. Um, because again, spoilers, it turns out that Sammy, um, is spying not from Biosyn, although, I mean, that would have been crazy. Cool, but I think I think have I actually think having another company, uh, Manticore, I think is actually very. I like Manta because it's like manta rays, so it's like another kind of sciencey animal element. But I think having that element thrown in, like, because they could have just done the whole, you know, just kids stuck at Jurassic World when shit goes down. But I think having some more relevance, I think, helped make i mean it just you know it just adds some importance to their story but i think it it makes sense because it's just i mean when they run into the i mean the the moment where they like 
when shit goes down and they try to find an adult and they find this, I mean, they, they, that scientist who worked for Henry Wu, like it was his birthday on Jurassic world, the day Jurassic world went down and talking about, I don't know. I thought that stuff was very smart about this idea that like, you know, when you, when it's like a huge company, like you're not going to necessarily knows, you're not going to know what goes on on all levels. So that, that introduces these opportunities for espionage and things like that. Cause you know, Sammy is basically desperate and tries, you know, is basically stealing things to, to leave Jurassic world. And I thought they handled that in a very smart way that shows that, yeah, like if a company is making dinosaurs and making kajillions off having that exclusive, it makes sense that there'd be these opportunities and that, you know, again, you know, Jurassic world had been going on for 10 years, but I'm sure that they're, that there was, you know, that there was going to be leaks because, you know, thousands of people, tens of thousands of people visiting a day. I'm sure people are, you know, I bet you the, you know, if Disneyland has a jail, I'm sure Jurassic World does, which is creepy. But yeah, let's, let's talk about how the way they handled integrating it into Jurassic World. I think that because there was all this unaccounted time for the Indominus running from its outbreak to this, to the main street, or no, not, to, yeah, and then eventually to Main Street, but over the course of that time, I think they handled that really well. And again, I will just say the moment that you realize what is happening, when you like hear the Indominus roar for the first time, you're like, again, it was that thing of like, it just, I didn't really know when to expect it. And then, yeah, it truly never lets up after that. And the idea that the kids are alone and having to sort of make their way to try to find adults, I think is super... You know, this is this Camp Cretaceous is in the spirit of, you know, Amblin and, um, you know, Amblin films and, you know, kids being in peril and all that stuff. And I think that they again, I think that this group of kids, you know, I mean, I, I think that they do a lot of stuff with, you know, having Brooklyn be this kind of YouTuber star and, you know, you kind of want to hate her. But I mean, she I mean, she makes some really good points. And I and I um I, yeah, I just love how, I just love how everyone kind of gets their chance to shine, but also gets their chance to be not liked. Like, you know, Kenji is such a dick throughout most of it. And then, you know, I think he becomes very sympathetic. And then again, um, when, when they lose Ben like that, like you can see he's, I mean, Jurassic Park, you know, that we don't talk about it a lot, but I mean, it's like, there's so much trauma associated with the, the events that happen here. And I think Camp Cretaceous, you could see that, you know, because there's going to be a season two, but you could see that those, what these kids are going through are going to just keep playing out naturally. And, but yeah, I, I like, you know, I, I love, I think the Sammy stuff was so good and I think interesting because it's like, she's kind of this annoying, you know, I mean, she's literally like, I thought that was so clever of them to have her or to have her kind of come in as like a fan of Brooklyn, a Brooklander, you know, she's like overly friendly and then you kind of realize why and that stuff unfolded really well. And again, it's a kid's show. So, you know, Brenna, Brenna called it, which I thought was really great, but you know, I think they unfold it in the right amount of way that when it really does happen and the whole thing of like the phone it feels very natural to kids, but also makes sense because they're trying to get out. And yeah, just the way that they're trekking across the island, it all felt like very, you know, I don't know. It just was, was so good. I'm so glad we got to see the tunnels under Jurassic World. 
I really liked, um, we got a nice nod to, to Grant and Sattler because Darius is a dinosaur nerd and, you know, his father dying, um, you know, and the way that they weave that in too. I mean, it felt like they weaved that and how the events start to unfold really well. And like, it just punches you like one, two, one, two, like each time. And, you know, I, I, I never felt like the, you know, I never felt like they escaped in any kind of silly way. I think maybe my one complaint is I feel like Toro was slipping and sliding all over the place, which, you know, it, I guess it makes sense because that's, you know, Carnotauruses have, you know, very tiny arms. So I can imagine that if they're kind of rocked off balance, you know, that that could not be good for them. It's crazy to think that, yeah, we saw Blue. We didn't see Rexy at all in this because, I mean, she just wouldn't because, I mean, you see Rexy in the beginning of the, you know, the sort of title sequence, but she wasn't, I mean, she's let out by the time the end of the series. I mean, so yeah, like once, once it starts going, it never really lets up. And I, I liked that a lot about the show. I, I'm glad we didn't get to see Claire or Owen. I think it makes sense. I love the idea that Roxy and Dave were just like in a way, like, I totally know those like those like types where, you know, you're you're like just trying to talk to the person in charge, but you're just put on hold, essentially. And I thought that they like really added, you know, they they did stuff in ways that really felt true to those characters, even though you don't see those characters on screen. Um, you know, with like Kenji bragging about being friends with Masrani because like his dad you know, is an investor or something like that for the island. And yet the fact that those kids see the fact that those kids see Miss Ronnie die is wild to me. Uh, and again, a, a true testament to the, to the writers and everyone behind the show where like every time a human gets killed, you don't, you're shocked. I mean, it truly, it feels it feels, uh, yeah, it feels shocking. Like you just don't expect it. Yes. It's not like you don't see somebody's like guts get slurped out by the Indominus, but I mean, it's implied that that's probably what they're seeing, you know, like, I mean, and then you get to go back to the scene where, uh, you know, the Ankylosaurus gets killed by the Indominus and then they find Bumpy. Ugh, so sad. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that they handled the horror, the the heartbreak, all that stuff really well. All the interpersonal relationships felt very true. And I, and I love this thing about, you know, kind of disaster movies or survival movies where, you know, human relationships, you're not just going to like drop things because all of a sudden it's like, we have to be logical and do the right thing. It's like, no, people fight people. I love that like Kenji is this person who like pretends to be a leader, but you know, secretly he's like making Darius do all the work. It's like stuff like that. All of it felt so true. It's like, you know, uh, Yaz even just calling it out of like, you know, we're, we're trying to survive here and we got to keep each other alive, but don't for a minute think we're friends. And it's like, just, ah, like, I think that they like really got all that stuff down. I think it, yeah, it, that, that to me all felt so true to real life, I think, in these situations. And I, I love that the opening of this, you know, which was like a video game, it's like very Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, which I thought was really cool. And I'm like, oh, duh, why wouldn't that be an entry point into getting into like a story point for the world of Jurassic World? Of course, Miss Ronnie would do a video game contest, 
you know, I almost wish that we would have seen him though, in that sense, it, now that I think about that, cause it's like, you know, you have Willy Wonka give the tour, so you don't really have that element there. I mean, the idea is that Camp Cretaceous is supposed to open up probably around the same time that the Indominus exhibit was supposed to open up. And so that these kids are the first test batch, but it, the ending happens it's it's wild because like the last episode is very much like we're going to get out and then they have a whole thing after. And I think that was very surprising. And I almost thought that we had like another episode or two to go. And when it ends, I'm just like, oh, shit, uh, you know, because they're on the monorail and you think they're just, you know, I mean, and they do that on purpose. Like the whole idea of Kenji being like, don't say that we're safe because that's when something bad is going to happen. I loved all that. And the Pteranodon chase. And then, I mean... You know, I think Ben is going to end up being alive, but I think the implication, because, well, you know, when it ends, they're stuck on the island and everyone's gone, that during season two, I don't think Ben's going to be very happy that he was left behind. And so I think, I think to me, that element is going to be more interesting than just killing him. So I think, you know, is, is Bumpy and Ben going to go rogue and be on their own? Is anyone else? I definitely think they're going to have other people left on the island. Like the whole, the whole Eddie thing was so harrowing. It's like, you're an adult. You're supposed to know what to do. And he's like, I don't know. I was just hiding before you got here. Like that stuff was so creepy and weird. And like, again, feels so, I feel like adds really interesting shades to the Jurassic universe. I mean, it's, that that that's probably the most like fallen kingdom element of Jurassic World, but um yeah I love the I love the JP three like Raptor, you know the the voice box thing I like how that's just like a plot point in the video game I for some reason find that very funny, um you know I I you know I'll start to wrap it up here but yeah I mean it's like yeah season two they're stuck on the island. Like, what are they going to do? Are they going to go back to main street? Are they going to try and call help there? Are they going to wait at the docks and just see if somebody comes back? I mean, Roxy and Dave were just arguing with the guy at the end to like turn the boat around. But do you think, I think, are they going to be involved at all? Like, are they going to feel some responsibility for these kids and try and come back for them? I think that is pretty shocking that they left anyway, because I think it's like, you know, I mean, they don't, they don't really know these kids. So they're not going to like, I, I, you know, I think it, it feels again, feels very grounded in a sense of like everyone's reactions to things. Um, but yeah, the, the ending comes so quick. And I think that's also true because it's like, and I think that was very smart of them to do the whole tunnels thing, because it's like, you're kind of lulled into this sense of like, okay, you know, we only got 25 minutes to go before the boat takes off. And then all this stuff happens. And then it's like you kid the the you know they blast open the this this wall that was supposed to be a door and all of a sudden it's the next morning and you're like fuck you know <laughs> like you're like shit uh yeah the ending just comes so quick I was like wait I, I I definitely wanted more but I also think like it I mean it's you, how do you end that way you know oh we're stuck on the island I mean that is you know it's a it's a stay tuned for season two kind of thing. Obviously season two hasn't been announced yet. And even this interview with Colin Trevorrow that I'll probably talk about in the swift bites, which will, I'm going to be, I'm still going to be doing swift bites. That'll just come later today or probably, you know, this evening or something like that. But Colin's like well, season two, I don't know what you're talking. It's like, come on, there's going to be a season two. Um, This is, I guess more spoilers or leaks. Um, It's not really leaks, but I guess it's a spoiler. I mean, there's going to be a season two. I mean, and there's been reports that it'll probably drop, uh, in they'll probably drop it 
before. I mean, maybe by the end of the year, maybe January. So, um, but I don't have any confirmation of like an actual date, but I think the goal is to drop another season between now and Dominion. I would love it if they dropped two more seasons, but I don't think they're going to tie it to Dominion because they have to tie it to Fallen Kingdom first. It would be interesting if the show ends with like the volcano coming back to life. Obviously the volcano can't explode. Like there, I don't think they're going to go full. I mean, cause again, that's what's so, that was what was so interesting about the series was that, you know, it ends, it, it ends, you know, it's only lasts a, a few days. And I think that was really smart and really cool. I think it was very cool format for a TV show and it really made it feel like a movie. So let me know what you all think. Um, I would love to do like a camp Cretaceous, like, question and answer after you've watched it you know your thoughts connections lore i'm going to do a little bit more digging and i'm going to be watching and reading other people's reviews and stuff to just sort of gather resources because i'd love to present um to you all kind of you know all the all the hidden easter eggs and details and things like that because there's a lot of other cool stuff i probably didn't get to but let me know what you think let me know if you if you loved camp cretaceous if you loved the connections if you hated it things you didn't like Um, I mean, you know, the animation was, it is what it is and it's fine. I don't, you know, I I think the story was compelling that I I wasn't, things that I didn't like about the animation didn't really detract for me. So let me know what you think and yeah, happy Camp Cretaceous Day and I'll talk to you very soon. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.